This is the Medal of Honor podcast, an audio review spotlighting the heroic deeds of United States military service members who have distinguished themselves by an unwavering devotion to duty and heroic acts of valor. I'm your host, Ronnie Brown. In this premiere episode, we will focus our attention on Medal of Honor recipient Master Sergeant Roy P. Benavidez. Roy P. Benavidez was born on August the 5th, 1935, in Lindenau, near Cuero, Texas. His father was a Mexican farmer, and his mother was a Yaqui Indian. By the time he turned seven years old, both his parents had passed away, leaving he and his younger brother Roger to be raised by his aunt, uncle, and grandfather in El Campo, Texas. During his youth, Benavidez shined shoes at the local bus station, labored as a migrant worker on farms in California and Washington State, and worked at a tire shop in El Campo. He attended high school sporadically, and by the age of 15, he dropped out to work full-time to help support his family. In 1952, he enlists in the Texas National Guard during the Korean War, and by 1955, he switches to active duty in the U.S. Army. By 1959, he completed airborne training and is assigned to the 82nd Airborne in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, where he qualifies for and is accepted into the Army Special Forces. In 1965, Benavidez was sent to South Vietnam as an advisor to a South Vietnamese infantry regiment. Soon after arriving, he steps on a landmine while on patrol and is paralyzed from the waist down. In the hospital at Fort Sam Houston in Texas, doctors conclude that he has permanent paralysis and will never walk again. They begin preparing him for a life as a paraplegic after his discharge from the military. Refusing to be confined to a wheelchair for the rest of his life, and motivated by all the negative news about the U.S. presence in Vietnam and the almost constant stream of injured soldiers being brought into the hospital, Benavidez slides out of his bed at night and crawls over to a wall, pulling himself forward by his elbows and his chin. Despite the pain coursing through his body that is almost unbearable, he reaches the wall and sets himself upright. Then using two nightstands, he pulls himself up, locking his knees in a standing position. Night after night, he stands there, moving his toes back and forth, left and right. He must walk again. He wants to go back to Vietnam. He is constantly reminded of his special forces training, which drilled into his mind that faith, determination, and a positive attitude will carry you further than ability. For the next nine months, he follows the same excruciating practice that by his own admission often left him in tears. When his doctor finally comes to discharge him and end his therapy, Benavidez gathers all of his strength and fights through the pain to stand and take a few faltering steps, shocking the doctor and his staff. His doctor then tears up the discharge papers and recommends that Benavidez continue his therapy. After almost a year, Roy walks out of the hospital and returns to Fort Bragg, where he improves his strength, running several miles a day. By the time he performs three training jumps in a single day, he is ready to go back to Vietnam. Sergeant Benavidez had been back in South Vietnam for five months when he volunteers for a mission on May the 2nd, 1968, a mission that he refers to as six hours in hell. Just a few days earlier, he's inserted behind enemy lines with a buddy to gather intelligence. His buddy is shot and Benavidez calls for an extraction. During the helicopter escape, Benavidez and his buddy would have been killed had it not been for the heroic actions of a non-commissioned officer riding in the back of the helicopter. 
on May the 2nd, Benavidez is in the staging area of the Ford operating base when he hears a call come on the radio. A special forces patrol in the jungle is surrounded by the enemy and taking heavy fire. The helicopter lands nearby, carrying some of the mortally wounded. Benavidez runs over and asks the pilot, whose patrol is out there? He's told that it is the patrol of the NCO that saved his life just the other day. Without stopping to think, Benavidez grabs a medical kit and gets on the next helicopter heading back to try to rescue the rest of the patrol. What took place next is detailed in his Congressional Medal of Honor citation, which reads, quote, Master Sergeant, then Staff Sergeant, Roy P. Benavidez, United States Army, distinguished himself by a series of daring and extremely valorous actions on the 2nd of May in 1968 while assigned to Detachment B-56, 5th Special Forces Group Airborne, 1st Special Forces Republic of Vietnam. On the morning of the 2nd of May in 1968, a 12-man Special Forces reconnaissance team was inserted by helicopters in a dense jungle area west of Lac Ninh, Vietnam to gather intelligence information about confirmed large-scale enemy activity. This area was controlled and routinely patrolled by the North Vietnamese Army. After a short period of time on the ground, the team met heavy enemy resistance and requested emergency extraction. Three helicopters attempted extraction but were unable to land due to the intense enemy small arms and anti-aircraft fire. Sergeant Benavidez was at the forward operating base in Lot Nin, monitoring the operation by radio when these helicopters returned to offload wounded crew members and to assess aircraft damage. Sergeant Benavidez voluntarily boarded a returning aircraft to assist in another extraction attempt. Realizing that all team members were either dead or wounded or unable to move in the pickup zone, he directed the aircraft to a nearby clearing where he jumped from the hovering helicopter and ran approximately 75 meters under withering small arms fire to the crippled team. Prior to reaching the team's position, he was wounded in his right leg, face, and head. Despite these painful injuries, he took charge, repositioning the team members and directing their fire to facilitate the landing of an extraction aircraft into the loading of wounded and dead team members. He then threw smoke canisters to direct the aircraft to the team's position. Despite severe wounds and under intense enemy fire, he carried and dragged half of the wounded team members to the awaiting aircraft. He then provided protective fire by running alongside the aircraft as it moved to pick up the remaining team members. As the enemy's fire intensified, he hurried to recover the body and classified documents on the dead team leader. When he reached the leader's body, Sergeant Benavidez was severely wounded by small arms fire in the abdomen and grenade fragments in his back. At nearly the same moment, the aircraft pilot was mortally wounded and his helicopter crashed. Although in extremely critical condition due to his multiple wounds, Sergeant Benavidez secured the classified documents and made his way back to the wreckage where he aided the wounded out of the overturned aircraft and gathered the stunned survivors into a defensive perimeter. Under increasing enemy automatic weapons and grenade fire, he moved around the perimeter, distributing water and ammunition to his weary men, instilling in them the will to live and fight. Facing a buildup of enemy opposition with a beleaguered team, Sergeant Benavidez mustered his strength and began to call in tactical airstrikes and directed the fire of the supporting gunships to suppress the enemy's fire 
and so permit another extraction attempt. He was wounded again in his thigh by small arms fire while administering first aid to a wounded team member just before their extraction helicopter was able to land. His indomitable spirit kept him going as he began to ferry his comrades to the craft. On his second trip with the wounded, he was clubbed, forming additional wounds to his head and arms before killing his adversary. He then continued under devastating fire to carry the wounded to the helicopter. Upon reaching the craft, he spotted and killed two enemy soldiers who were rushing the craft from an angle that prevented the aircraft door gunner from firing upon them. With little strength remaining, he made one last trip to the perimeter to ensure that all classified material had been collected or destroyed and to bring the remaining wounded. Only then, in extremely serious condition from numerous wounds and loss of blood, did he allow himself to be pulled into the extraction aircraft. End quote. Upon returning to the base, he was pulled off the helicopter and laid on the ground. His face was covered in blood, along with his uniform. His eyes were sealed closed from dried blood. His jaw was locked shut from the wounds to his face. As he's lying there, he senses his feet being lifted up, and he can feel them being slipped into a body bag. He begins to hear the zipper move and feels the body bag close tightly around him. He hears one of his friends yell at the doctor, That's Roy. That's Roy Benavidez. The doctor tells the soldier that there's nothing he can do. The friend then urges the doctor to take one more look just to be sure. As he stops zipping the body bag, he puts his hand on Benavidez's chest to feel for a heartbeat. When the doctor leans over him, Benavidez does the only thing he has the ability to do. He spits in the doctor's face. Benavidez was then rushed off to receive medical attention and spent yet another year recovering from a total of 37 separate bullet, bayonet, and shrapnel wounds from his six-hour fight with the enemy. Sergeant Roy Benavidez is awarded the Distinguished Service Cross for his actions on that day in 1968. But at the time, there were some of those who thought his Distinguished Service Cross should have been upgraded to a Congressional Medal of Honor. The problem was that there were no witnesses believed to be alive to give an eyewitness account of the actions other than Sergeant Benavidez. But years later, it turns out that someone had survived. A radio operator who was there on the ground that day, which Benavidez supposed had been dead, was found and gave corroborating testimony to all that took place. This directly resulted in Master Sergeant Roy P. Benavidez being presented with the Medal of Honor by then-President Ronald Reagan in 1981. His Medal of Honor citation concludes with the following, quote, Sergeant Benavidez's gallant choice to join voluntarily his comrades who were in critical straits to expose himself constantly to withering enemy fire and his refusal to be stopped despite numerous severe wounds saved the lives of at least eight men. His fearless personal leadership, tenacious devotion to duty, and extremely valorous actions in the face of overwhelming odds were in keeping with the highest traditions of the military service and reflect the utmost credit on him and the United States Army." End quote. In his retirement, Benavidez was a highly sought-after motivational speaker and wrote three books about his extraordinary life before passing away in 1998 at the age of 63. Thanks to the extraordinary bravery 
and enduring courage of soldiers like Master Sergeant Roy P. Benavidez and countless other servicemen and women, both past and present, the citizens of the United States of America enjoy a freedom that is unprecedented in the history of civilization. For this, we owe them, our servicemen and women, our utmost respect and appreciative support. <laughs>